0: It's a numbers game with your host, Gil Alexander. So I'm those idiots who believe in analytics. Our number two of a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubo, Sling Game Plus, Serious. Uh, excuse me, not serious, but, but iHeartRadio. Can't get them straight anymore, Jason. Uh, we got a lot this morning. Jason Weingarten's coming up to talk uh, baseball with us from under a cloud of smoke uh, in Southern Cali. Brady Cannon on the Byron Nelson. How would you like to be so famous, Jason, that you had like a tournament named after you and people just refer to it as the Jason Kahn? Someday, Gil. Who do you think is going to win the Jason Kahn? Boy, that course at the Jason Kahn is a tough one. That kind of thing. Um, all right, we get tweets. First of all, let me update uh, our tennis. So again, we hit Zvonareva this morning at plus 258 against Petrik Kvitova. Congratulations to all who rode there. Now we have uh, Potoroska. Nadia Podoroska of Argentina up against Serena. We took plus three and a half. They went to a first set tiebreaker, and Podoroska got it done in the tiebreaker, 8-6. Now Podoroska up in set number 265. Serena has the serve on her racket. Listen, the reason we didn't do outright on Podoroska against Serena is because I have too much respect for Serena, and we're not out of the woods yet. I'm just saying. We could win a, we could win in straight, but if it goes to a third set, I'm just telling you right now, the beauty is having the three-and-a-half games because at that point we just got to get to three. So we're trying to hit that home and again. Only other tennis picks, because people are asking, any more tennis picks? I haven't had a chance with all that's coming in schedule-wise on the NFL this morning. I haven't had a chance to look to see if lines are up for tomorrow. They weren't an hour ago, but the only other tennis pick I have today comes up in about an hour, and that's on the men's side. I'm taking Yannick Sinner plus five games against the King of Clay, Rafa Nadal, in Italy, in Rome. Clay Court Tennis, betting while we do the show, betting and winning, more specifically, while we do the show. Um, Okay, NFL, the schedule just came out again, and more importantly, the lines for week number one in the National Football League just came out, we just read them out from DraftKings. Uh, And as I go through these, Jason, just one by one, the one that's sort of, I, you know, I was just going, I'm just reporting what they were. But the one that sort of interested me was, again, Chargers in Washington is the only one that I don't see a line for, but I see a money line, Washington minus 115, Chargers minus 105. Give me Washington. That's the first one I just want to say right there. I'll take that, I'll take that D.C. defense against Justin Herbert and the Chargers and give me Fitz Magic opening day. By the way, do you have that uh, picture I sent you, Jason, of uh, I sent you a tweet from Mark Rippon this morning? Oh, yeah. For those of us who grew up on the Washington football team, and by the way, that's not a Homer pick. For those who know me and have followed me on a numbers game and Beating the Book podcast for years, you know I have made a cottage industry of betting against my boyhood Washington football team. But this is the first year in a long time where there's a lot to be excited about, and so I like Washington in that first game. Based on what I am seeing here at DraftKings, again, no, no line at minus one fifteen on the money line, so it's very close to a pick. But Mark Rippin, Super Bowl twenty, what was that? Super Bowl twenty, I believe it was six. Yes, yeah, Super Bowl twenty six MVP. Uh, he, Dexter Manley, who I believe is Washington's all time sacks leader, and Doug Williams, MVP of Super Bowl twenty two, all went to RFK Stadium yesterday. Uh, and Mark Rippen writes, they're going to demolish the old barn, RFK, soon, and it was surreal to take a final tour and walk down memory lane. My first trip back since 1993. Hashtag HTTR. For those of us who grew up on this football team, I have to tell you, that we'll get back to what, what, game, what other game I like here on the NFL Week schedule, but since I landed on Washington, I just wanted to point this out. This is for the people in the DMV and for people like myself who grew up on this franchise. This franchise meant everything to us and I think I speak on behalf of all of us, that became a whole different thing when Daniel Snyder took up ownership. But seeing this picture yesterday of Ripon, Manley, and Doug Williams taking one more trip into the theater of thrills that was RFK Stadium and the way that that place shook when we were kids, growing up on the three-time Super Bowl champion Joe Gibbs-led Gibbs Washington football team, I stopped and stared at that picture for maybe a half hour straight yesterday. It's literally the one thing in my adulthood. It's the one time where I remove my gambling brain and it takes you back to childhood. And I like openly wept watching this. The memories we have of our, of our parents, of my dad specifically, at those games. It's like people wax about them going to baseball games with their dad and another generation. That was the place for us. And they're demolishing the old barn next year. And I get emotional just even talking about it. So good for ripping. Manley and Doug Williams holding their uh, three Lombardi trophies right there at RFK. Skill Alexander. It's a numbers game at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, Vison.com, the VEASAN app, Fubo Sling at Game Plus, and, of course, iHeartRadio. So I love Washington at that number. And then uh, the other one, as I was reading through these, where I'm like, wow. First of all, there's a lot of wows, right? The fact that Jacksonville, <laughs> and I think it's justified, Houston is going to be that bad if they don't have Deshaun Watson. The fact that Jacksonville's favorite on the road is just hilarious. Uh, but the other one that I, that I thought was a little interesting was um, the Dolphins being two-point dogs at New England. I don't, I'm not buying the New England thing. Like, the Bill Belichick, you know, the sort of residue of all of his championships – I think we, we just, it's still built into the line. There was a time, by the way, where modelers would tell you, you know, oh, bet against, my, my model says bet against the Patriots. You're like, no, it's Belichick and it's Brady and it's the Patriots, you can't do it. But I would argue that post-Brady, we've gotten to the point here where the Patriots just get way too much respect. And I think the Dolphins, again, remember all the Tua haters out there. Remember, pro football focus, he had the least separation, Tua did, in the league for all of his receiving targets aggregate. Gesicki couldn't get any separation. Devontae couldn't get any separation, most, most prominently. Dolphins two-point dogs at New England? Mm. Give me the Dolphins. Those are the two that sort of leap off, Washington and, and Miami to me. But there's other ones up there, and I'm sure we'll have plenty of time to talk about. Again, we're just getting them now, first lines from DraftKings. be curious to hear what everybody else's uh, line that they think is off at beating the book on Twitter. Let me know what you think, and let me know what you think. Obviously, obviously, between all the tennis picks, but I'd love to hear your uh, your football thoughts as well. But I appreciate all the kind tennis notes. Uh, and uh, Podoroska has beaten Serena outright, seven six seven five. Guess we could have gone money line, but congratulations to everybody who cashed on Poteroska as well, plus three and a half games. Bingo bango, the Zvonareva Poteroska couple of wins this morning in women's tennis. Let's bring him in from under a cloud of smoke in Southern Cali. It's Jason Weingarten. How you doing, Jason? Pretty good. How about you? I'm doing well. Do you do you get excited with so when first when week 1 lines come out in the NFL? Do you tend to pounce on them or is it not of interest to you?
1: Uh well, first I I I got the schedule leak yesterday, so I'm I'm a day ahead on on all this stuff, but no, I have no interest in opening day NFL lines at the moment cuz it's still May. And I mean it's interesting and it's cool and it's nice like media stuff, but in terms of like where I'd like to put my money in play, right. I think I could make more money on minor league baseball. I think I could make <laughs> more money leave, leaving my money in Bitcoin for the next 6 months or 3 months or however long it is till the baseball or till the football starts. Um I, there's, there's just many other investments I would make right now. Yes, week one NFL. Line.
0: Well, I think that's worth saying, right? So here I am. I'm betting women's tennis all morning long, and then I'm betting men's tennis. Right? Our brains don't work that way. And, and there's, and and for those who don't have credit accounts, if you go ahead and you bet this week one stuff, right? It's all macroeconomics 101. There's an opportunity cost involved, right? If if your money is tied up in an account or if your money is, you know, if you have betted at bricks and mortar, and that's money that could be bet elsewhere, if you will. That's money that could be invested elsewhere. But you do understand why why the excitement is what it is. There's nothing quite like football, so it's sort of that balance. But I think it's a great point you make. Um, This is wonderful. It's fun to talk about. It's fun to talk about where you think there might be a line off. But no one's saying they're running and betting it on this show, anyway. What are you betting in minor? Yeah. What are you betting on minor league baseball?
1: Oh, just just sides and totals, you know, just just regular stuff. Um, I think we're seeing we're starting to see more uh, more widely available lines. I think I think mostly due to legal books using a partnership with Sports Radar. Um, for example, Westgate in Colorado has all the triple a lines available for betting? they don't in Vegas yet because of some issue with sports radar that I've not totally fully investigated but we're seeing more triple a lines you know pop up and if you look at MLB there's 15 games a day 12 games a day you double that with triple a you know you could have 20 30 games we haven't even started Mexico yet which adds another 10 games a day to baseball
0: serious question and I don't know what your limits are in minor league baseball. One can only assume they're they're far less than than on major league. But are you having more fun slash success betting that than you are major leagues this year?
1: I have in the past. Um, I enjoy AAA baseball more, just from a like a scouting standpoint and seeing players come up and move around. Um, but no, I mean limit wise. It's it's much more of a challenge to get down significant amount on AAA and uh, MLB tends to to be more profitable um, just just on a dollar basis on a volume basis. I think a AAA is is pretty profitable for me, but but dollar wise, I mean, you just you can't beat. Baseball with you know full day of markets.
0: Yeah, just just to give you an idea, what we were just talking about, how you and I may not run to bet Week One NFL, but like it's obviously the biggest you know the biggest story of the morning. Todd Wright, frequent guest on the show, Todd Wright, uh, who I believe is the greatest radio sports talk radio host there ever was. What he did, uh, Todd Wright, uh, or I should say, all night with Todd Wright back in the old ESPN radio days overnight. He just texted me from Tampa. He's like, "Do you see an early line on the Cowboys' Bucks season opener? I'm thinking Bucks by eight and a half." or will the books wait for proof of a healthy deck and I just read them back minus six and a half it's all anybody wants to talk about right it's like wait, what's the line on my team's ga- on my team's uh, opener so that's, uh, that's just representative of, of the interest out there that kind of thing what about Major League Baseball today obviously full slate did you bet anything yet
1: yeah I bet I bet the Brewers overnight and that, that line's moved like 25 cents so I, I can't really really give that one out on the air I just wanted to mention I bet that um, for National's minus, Yeah, from cool. minus
0: 150 to minus 175 on the Brewers. Okay, Nationals?
1: Yeah, big move. big move I like Nationals. You still get them plus 120, plus 125. I'm looking at the A's Red Sox game. I don't have a play on that side, but I am looking at the first inning there. Looks like it's the first career start from uh, James Carp, Car- Carperellian, Carpellian. I don't know how to say him, but I've owned him in fantasy for several <laughs> years and in, in dynasty. Yeah. Um, angels over eight and a half. I like that. I'm, uh, I'm disappointed the angels lost last night, but I think, uh, the precedent's been set by Mike Trout that you don't have to be on a winning team to be the MVP. So I'm happy for Shohei Otani there. And, uh, I think this is something I've been, I've been looking at before. I don't, I don't have a ton of data on it in front of me, but I really find that these double headers are kind of mispriced um totals wise and they, they kind of cut the totals for seven innings and so you get like a rockies game today that's going to be seven innings and the total seven i get it you darvish john gray they're both good pitchers but like you're giving me a seven at cores and even seven innings like i'm gonna take over seven plus 105 there
0: jason um, i see some six and a halfs even extra juice like i it's it's yeah, teetering that's on that's six a and a half
1: yeah, that's that's not that's a bad line. Um, if it stays under six and a half, then it's going to stay under six and a half at Coors in seven innings. But um, I'm, I, you know, I always like to say, "Prove me wrong." Prove me wrong. Um, yeah. I'll bet that over.
0: Tip of the cap if you if you prove me wrong. I was saying this is not the same thing, right? Because it's a seven inning doubleheader situation. But I was saying uh, earlier, you know, you'd have to go way back when in baseball history to find six and a being dealt. We had a couple yesterday in both the Mets Orioles game and then the. Uh, the tribe game uh, against the uh, Cubs yesterday. There were six and a halfs out there. And I'm just thinking, I'm like, wow, this this climate of baseball, man, where, where again, it's already a three outcome game, but then if the home runs are muted, good Lord, I mean, wh- what what are we watching here with this sport? There's just too many strikeouts. the ball's not put in play, but six and a half at course, seven innings or not, I hear you, man, over on that. So it's that one. Uh, who did you say in the Angels-Houston game again? I missed that. It was the Angels? Over
1: over eight and a half.
0: Over eight and a half in that one. Um, you can't recommend the Brewers anymore. And what did I miss in between there again? Because I want Jason to write these down for the newsletter. You got him, Jason? Okay.
1: I'm looking I'm looking at a first first inning on the A's. I'm hoping I can get around even money or minus 105. I do have one other play, by the way. Yes. Um, Alt-run alt line, alt, alt line on the Dodgers. Um Kind of hoping that maybe last night was the start of a little slump slump buster for them, and they uh, they keep it up. So I was thinking I'd lay two and a half with them today at about plus one thirty, 130, plus one thirty five.
0: I love that play. By the way, just to clarify, the uh, the Oakland Boston is a yes. A run will be scored first inning. Correct. Um, I, yes. I love the Mariners Dodgers thing that you just said because let me just go back to yesterday. Both teams were 18 and 17 yesterday, and the Dodgers were trailing. The Dodgers were about to be a 500 team through 36. It wasn't too long ago when we were talking about, hey, could they, uh, could they mess with the Tigers 35-5 and five start back in 1984? And the Dodgers come back and they win. And we, again, on primetime action, I mentioned earlier, we did this exercise. Who's the most uh, you know surprising team in baseball thus far? Who's the most disappointing? And the conventional answers are what Matt Brown said. I think Boston, very surprising. The Twins, obviously hugely disappointing. And I decided to take the exercise and talk about which is the most unsustainable in both directions. And it just so happened to be that I landed on the Mariners and the Dodgers who were playing a game yesterday and obviously have the series going on. I love what you're saying. and And just... For those who you know are you know bet baseball, don't be confused with the results you've seen. The Mariners have these four pitchers, right? Flexen is you know the biggest, the most profitable pitcher in baseball this year thus far. If you had just bet him blindly, you know you'd win. You'd have seven units net on Flexen, but Flexen, Dunn, Sheffield, and Kikuchi. Like, their underlying stats are not good at all. You've got at least a third of that lineup, and I get it, Jared Kellenick's on the way, Superman's on the way tomorrow, but you've got at least a third of that lineup that is, you know, sub-200 in terms of a batting average. Um, their fourth-worst Run differential in the American League at minus 15. They're 8 and 5 in one run games. They're 4 and 0 oh in extra inning games. Like everything that's happened to the Mariners is completely unsustainable and is going to continue to get worse. The Dodgers are the exact opposite of that, right? 18 and 17. Kershaw's the only guy in the top 100 profitable pitchers. Um, they're tied for the third-best run differential in MLB. They're 4-10 in one-run games. They're 1-5 in, in extra inning games. And, oh, by the way, Bellinger, Betts, Lux, McKinstry, Pollock, Rios, Gonsolin, Gratterall, Price, Kelly, Kniebel, Alexander, Alvarez, May, Ferguson, and Kaney. we don't even talk about those guys, just injuries left and right. And so we, you and I didn't talk about that, but I love that play, an alternate line on the Dodgers at plus money, which is just the way I said it, I guess, was just a quantifiable way of talking about exactly how you landed on that bet.
1: Yeah, uh, a little bit. There's a little bit a little bit of math involved, um, but I really liked what you said about Superman being on his way, about Kalanick. Yes. Superman yeah. might be on his way, but he's not going to be there today.
0: No, he's not going to be there today. That's the main point about all that. Um, okay, and then the, the final question I want to ask you here is about... You know, you have the one. You have the first inning play on Oakland and Boston, and it is Capriolian against Rodriguez, um, looking for the yes price on that one in the first inning. I'll say it one more time because Danielle Alvari is killing it on the nose in the first inning, and it is worth saying. And you and I had the exchange about it last time, and I don't want to get in the way of the freight train because she is killing it. And I, you know, it occurs to me that the muted climate, I'll say it for the fifth time today, of run production in baseball, I mean, at some point, does that mess around with all bets, including first innings? Or are you still compartmentalizing in a totally different way? We don't have to get into the, the secret sauce of first innings. But does it threaten to poison it at all?
1: It it threatens it a little bit because you have seen less, you know, solo home runs in in, in the first inning. you have seen less guys just just you know take ball out of the park. But in general, no, I don't. Yeah, I don't really subscribe to the changes. That the changes the, the changes do affect baseball and they affect the game over nine innings. But over over the first inning, other than you know maybe maybe a little bit of a drop and solo home runs i'm i'm not super yeah uh, worried about it now like for, it doesn't it doesn't really bother me
0: that's right for those who are super keen about reading in between the lines there's there's hints as to what jason means there we're not going to go ahead and give secret sauce to first innings but i agree with your answer 100% that's the only thing it affects um, i like that the let me put this also with the ball over under and I'll set the all-star break as the over-under, as to when we get a completely different kind of batch of baseballs that will immediately start to fly out of the park?
1: Oh, it's a good question. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a little suspicious that we're going to get this baseball for the entire season just because, I mean, I think these games are kind of boring. I'm, I'm not really enjoying watching most of these games day-to-day. Um, unless I have, you know, a pitcher Shohei Otani or somebody that I really want to watch, so if I feel that way, I can't imagine what casual fans feel like. Right, and you know, they want home runs, and baseball knows that that's what gets people's attention. So I wouldn't be surprised to see the uh, the ball that we didn't like come back, but I don't want it to come back. I, I also found. You know, remember when every every day, every total would be like 10, 11, 12. It just it wasn't fun. It's not fun to handicap. It's not fun to to, to think about. I'd I, I prefer lower-scoring baseball to higher-scoring baseball myself. I know it, I, everyone else doesn't.
0: Baseball has such a conundrum, man. Such It's so hard for them to find the sweet spot. Jason, always appreciated, man, and thanks for the bevy of picks. Uh, Jason Kahn will have that in the newsletter. Thank you, sir. We'll talk soon.
1: Thanks for having me. I'll talk to
0: you soon. Jason Weingarten, Point Spread Weekly writer. You can follow him at Spreadopedia. Uh, for my money, the finest baseball better there ever was. I'm being serious about that. Just a uh, a savant of all things baseball. Uh, we'll come back. Brady Cannon will talk golf with us. The Byron Nelson. We'll discuss that. Get Brady's thoughts on some uh, Bay Area-related news about the Oakland Athletics. He's been... Uh, He has lived there in his past as well. We'll get his insight. It's next. It's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. The second leg of the Triple Crown is this weekend, and First Bet is the perfect place to start your betting action. Sign up now. You get analysis and wagering on every race with AI-assisted picks, secure payments, attentive customer service at a reliable website. And to celebrate the Preakness, First Bet's giving $20 in free bets for all new users. Sign up now through May 15th using the promo code VEGAS20. Also, everyone who redeems this $20 free bet offer will receive full access to VEASAN subscription products for free from now through the Belmont Stakes. Go to VEASAN.com slash horses for details. That's VSIN.com slash horses. And use promo code VEGAS20. Skill Alexander. Brady Cannon joins me now in studio, everybody. The uh, co-host of Long Shots and uh, hosting the Lombardi line here at the top of the hour. Brady, there's just not enough to talk about this morning. The
2: yeah. uh, NFL schedule coming out. Of course, we've got a major championship next week. Yeah. The hockey and NBA playoffs right around the corner.
0: Yeah, man. And the swinging A's. <laughs> so I bring this up because I know you lived in the Bay for a bit. How long did you live in the Bay? Oh, gosh. Half my life. Half your life. Yeah. All right. I lived most of my adult life in the Bay Area. We love the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I always say the San Francisco Giants made San Francisco an exponentially greater place to live when they were winning World Series. Just a beautiful thing. The Oakland Athletics, uh, let's just put it this way. The entire time I lived there, and I'm sure you remember this, there was always this thing. It came up every few years. Every four years, like, oh, well, the A's are going to move out of Oakland. Yeah. Meanwhile, every other franchise has moved out of Oakland, right? The Raiders to Las Vegas and the Warriors across the Bay to San Francisco. The Athletics still there, but... Uh, and DraftKings put out hypothetical odds on this yesterday. They're, it's buzzing again. Now, no one knows if this is a negotiation ploy or whatever it is. But these are hypothetical odds, by the way. These are not bettable. But just for, for uh, giggles here, Vegas is the short shot at 2-1. to one. Um And then you see everybody else, Portland, Nashville, Montreal, Charlotte, Vancouver, Mexico, by the way, <laughs> in there. They do not state a city in Mexico. they just go with the full nation, <laughs> Louisville, Indianapolis, and New Orleans. but anyway, because Las Vegas is two to one, I just wanted to bring this up, and I 'm like, do you think baseball is sustainable here?
2: Yes. I, uh, I actually said it years ago that I thought the Oakland A's would be the first baseball team to come to Las Vegas, and we have their affiliate already here. Which is a beautiful ballpark. Oh, gorgeous ballpark yeah. uh, right next to the Golden Knights practice facility in Summerlin right behind the Red Rock Casino. I mean, that's really becoming a little sports mecca in itself there. Uh, so it makes sense that we're the favorite because we already have the affiliate there. Uh, certainly they would have, probably have to build a bar, uh, ballpark that – can accommodate more fans. Uh, I think the Las Vegas ballpark for our AAA club right now. I think a max is about ten thousand, maybe twelve thousand that they mm-hmm. can hold.
0: Um, if you took Ubers and Lyft like I did for a long time here, it was the the most <laughs> the most cliche rumor of all Uber and Lyft drivers. Now, like, did you hear they're tearing down the Rio and building a ballpark for a baseball team? I'm like, yeah, I heard that. Uh, here's my theory on it. I think the Raiders write eight home dates a year. Every visiting fan base is going to come to town and watch their team, right? Mm -hmm. It's going to be unbelievable. Sure. I think with hockey, and by the way, with basketball, basketball would be the greatest ticket in town. 41 home games. I think opposing fan bases would come in. What a great excuse to come to Vegas. I got to tell you, Brady, man, I think baseball is a different animal. It's 80. It would be 81 home games, most of which is in the worst heat. And I'm just thinking again, as probably have to build a dome. Well, even that though, like our buddy Mark Borchard in Arizona, he goes to Diamondbacks games, he, and that's indoors, and he's like, "Gil, it's so hot; like, it's such huh. a hassle to even go to these." games. And I, I guess what I'm saying is, back to the you know comparison of opposing fan bases, because Vegas is still only two point, you know, what is it, three million? Yeah, two and a half, three right. million. This is not a huge town. Like, on a, if we didn't have the prospect of opposing fans coming in, that's not a lot of people to support. Eighty million, and I'm just saying, my boys in D.C. or Baltimore, or I'm just oh, let's use a bigger baseball town like Boston and New York. Are they going to come for a for a four game set? To Vegas? Some people would. Some people would. But is and it enough to And maybe you build sustain? a park that's just a, a cozy little forty-five thousand seater.
2: Maybe it could be it could be fantastic. I I, I know I'd go. Uh, and, and you and I both love baseball.
0: We and do. We're kind but of a dying breed. I wouldn't go with this schedule, though. I'll tell you that. Like, I'd be like, uh, like Aces. I want to go to an Aces game, but I'm like, oh, what time does the game start? Because you know, I got to go to bed at some point. Sure. And now, I, yeah, uh, no,
2: I, I'm just uh, yeah. obviously work schedules play in. But yeah. if you could go to the Aces game or, or the the 51s, as far as
0: baseball, any game outside of your work schedule, you would attend. 81 games, though, seems like a a different kind of animal to me for Las Vegas. But we'll see. By the way, I brought this up. It's
2: becoming an absolutely crazy sports town, though. I mean, we just got an indoor football team or something I saw the
0: other day. By the way, when I first moved to the Bay... I, you know, one of these stories came up, they were going to move and I was just innocently at some, you know, lunch with, with some A's fans. And I was like, Oh, did you hear the thing? And the dude just bit my head off. Like they are not trying to lose the A's very passionate fan. Base. Yeah. Can you imagine Oakland? If we took uh, their baseball team too? No, Ooh, you wouldn't get those fans coming out. Hegenberger road. will get that much more uninteresting. <laughs> so a shout out to my Bay area peeps. We'll come back. We'll talk about the Byron Nelson. Brady's got picks next. Numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network. to a numbers game with Gil Alexander. Numbers game proudly brought to you by Bet MGM Nevada. And don't forget if you missed any of our show today or any of the Vison broadcasts, be sure to check out our free Vison podcast. You can catch them on Follow the Money, A Numbers Game or the Lombardi Line on the Daily Vison Best Bets podcast. Also, check in with my Beating the Book pod, Josh Applebaum's Market Insights or get in, or get PGA Tour betting previews that is on Long Shots. Hey Brady, Long Shot. The Ron Flatter Racing Pod the NBA Scoop with JVT on Hardwood Handicappers. Whatever you're betting on, we have a pod for it. Find them all for free at vsan.com slash podcast. That's vsan.com slash podcast. Uh, you and I were just talking off air because we were talking about all these Vegas sports teams and uh, whether it would be a baseball team, whether it would be sustainable here or not. Uh, and we were talking UNLV basketball and how... Like, as, as someone who did not grow up here, I'm like, why couldn't UNLV basketball be, like, a powerhouse perennially? And you were like, they don't pay the coaches enough, which yeah. is, yeah. You know what their biggest distinction is? What? UNLV has this record. I don't, know, I don't know if people know about this. They've made at least one three-pointer in every single game they've played since the three-point line was instituted nationally. <laughs> that's, it's the that's the most cool. amazing thing in college basketball. <laughs> so we've got, that going, us, so you got that going nice. for us, which is nice. Which is nice. It's Caddyshack, everybody. Uh, now, there's a caveat. They did, so before the three-pointer, the three-point line was instituted nationally, there was a year or two, if you remember, in the 80s, where only certain conferences had it. And so there were games they played then where they didn't convert a three, where they were like, but on they didn't the have road. the chance, right? Well, no, no, they were playing in a game with a three point line. Oh, but it just wasn't instant. So once it was yeah. universal, once it was universal, they have never played a game. It's to the, to the point where if three you point you, yeah. If you watch late in UNLV games, if they haven't hit a three by like the end of the third quarter or beginning fourth quarter, p- there's a buzz in the air like somebody's got to hit a no three. way! Oh yeah, <laughs> that's your moment in UNLV basketball, everybody. All right. It's the Byron Nelson, Brady. What you got? Uh, Well,
2: first of all, it's a golf course we've never seen on the PGA Tour before. It has appeared on the Corn Ferry Tour way back when, when it was like the Web.com or the Nationwide. So the handicap is a little bit more difficult because there aren't necessarily courses you can compare it to. We haven't seen a historical trend of, you know, who typically does well at this course. It's in McKinney, Texas, about a half an hour north of Dallas. And what we've been able to find out about the course is it has very wide fairways, not much rough to deal with, large greens, Zoysia grass fairways where the ball really sits up. So these guys should not have any problem just picking irons right off of the surface. Won't get into too much trouble off the tee with the wide fairways and no rough to speak of uh, very smooth bent grass greens. So what all that translates into is I think you're going to have scores, a winning score in the neighborhood of like 26 or 30 under, wow. this is going to be a birdie fest. And, You know, first of all, I dumbed down my bets a lot this week. First of all, we have a major championship coming up, saving a lot of bullets for that, doing a lot of research on that, and have been for the last month or so. Uh, So this one I just treaded very lightly, and I ended up eating the chalk. I went right to John Rahm and Bryson DeChambeau, I think length is going to be an advantage here the field is not that deep you've got a few big stars at the top but after that it really drops off so i think bryson dechambeau and john rom will have a huge advantage with their ability off the tee to gain strokes off the tee gain strokes on approach and tom weiskopf designed this course and he also did a major overhaul at tory pines north and both DeShambo and Rahm have had good success there. Our guest on Long Shots this week is Colt Nost, former PGA Tour player, who finished third at this course in 2008 when they had the nationwide tour championship there. And he said he kind of compares it to TPC Scottsdale. And John Rahm and DeShambo have had great success there. So, you know, you got the, the third best and the fourth best player in the world against a relatively weak field on a course that they can just tear apart with their
0: length. Made sense to me. Yeah. It made sense to you. So, is it, do we even have a list, or is that the is that the long and short of it for you?
2: Well, I w- there, there's your list. Oh, there I went with go. Rahman Deshambo at ten to one apiece, and then Matthew Fitzpatrick. My, my first four guys are all shorter shots. Matthew Fitzpatrick at twenty to one, who's just been an outstanding form. Uh, played well at Riviera. Just came off of a fourth place finish at the RBC Heritage. Uh, and if this turns into a putting contest, I certainly don't mind having him in my portfolio. One of the best putters in the world. Scotty Scheffler, there's the Dallas connection here. Okay, there's a lot of University of Texas graduates in the field. Jordan Spieth, uh, Ryan Palmer went to Texas A&M. A lot of Texas connections here in the field this week, and I think those guys should do well. Scotty Scheffler has been playing this golf course since he was 12 years old with Will Zalatoris, by the way, who's also a Dallas native, or not a native, but a Dallas resident. Uh, Doug Gim, another University of Texas guy who I have seen uh, in the neighborhood of 65 to 1, and I was able to find him all the way at 110 to 1. So he's my one long shot. But uh, the top four guys there, again, four of the best players in the field, four of the shorter shots, DeShambo and Rom, the favorites. And I think with what we have as far as a test this week, or lack thereof, I think you're going to see the cream rise to the top. And then
0: a couple matchups, Kucher over Mitchell, Palmer uh, over Leishman, going back to the Ryan Palmer well. Yeah, a Texas connection there, and Palmer's both of these
2: guys have been playing very well, and Leishman typically plays well in the state of Texas, too, and that might have to do with the fact that Australians typically play well in the wind. Um, But I like Palmer this week over Leishman. The numbers uh, say so, and I I think he'll have the more successful week of the two. Now, Mitchell, a lot of people think is returning to form. He finished, uh, I think it was second or third to Rory last week. He was in that final pairing, and that was his best finish since winning the Honda Classic in 2019. But he has been showing some signs. I think Coocher's further ahead. His form has been returning really ever since the Masters. And, uh, you know, we haven't seen a lot out of Matt Kucher until probably the last couple of months. So I think Kucher is a little bit further ahead of Mitchell in his return to form. Kuchers had great success here in Texas, just finished 12th at the Valero Texas Open prior to the Masters. So um, took him at a fairly expensive price. I've seen that price come down a little bit. You can probably find minus 120 on Kuch nowadays. On Cooch and Ryan Palmer, one of your PGA picks. Did yes, you... at a big number, two hundred and fifty to one. Uh, also have uh, Keegan Bradley at two hundred and fifty to one, and I've seen Bradley, you know, who's had two good finishes weeks in a row. Ugh. Finished really well at uh, Quail Hollow, uh, nearly one at the Valspar when Sam Burns uh, ended up taking him out in the final pairing there. So Bradley's odds have crashed all the way down to hundred to one. Palmer, I've seen in the neighborhood of one hundred and fifty or two hundred. Um, Shane Lowry, I I think, makes a lot of sense because we're expecting some wind off the coast there in Kiowa Island, South Carolina, and uh, I love having a a Northern Irishman there uh, as far as a wind player in my bag. Uh, Europeans, Victor Hovland is one of the hottest players in the world right now, but Europeans, when this uh, PGA
0: was played in 2012, really littered the leaderboard. Hovland in answer feel like two guys, certainly Hovland does, but answer as well. Two guys that they are just, it's any week now where they break through and win one of these. The question for answer is, will his breakthrough be at a major, which would be his first ever tour victory? Right, which is very rare, right?
2: Yeah, Colin Morikawa, that wasn't his first victory, but yeah, I mean, your first
0: victory to be a major, certainly rare. All right. Thank you, Brady. Appreciate it, as always. You bet. Brady hosting Lombardi Line, top of the hour. We'll come back. uh, Breaking news in the NBA. uh, Breaking, well, we knew it was coming. But a player is playing, and he's not named LeBron. Coming back for the next game for his team. We'll get you that information next. Numbers Game at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. numbers game with dill Sander. Numbers game proudly brought to you once again by BetMGM Nevada. Baseball players may not get style points for homers, but baseball bettors do. New BetMGM customers can turn a $1 dollar into 100. When someone goes yard during a game, sign up for the BetMGM app using Visa 100. And if you place a $1 money line wager on the Dodgers or Mariners, you'll get $100 if either team hits a homer. New customer offer paid and free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Colorado, Iowa, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia only. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons please gamble responsibly gambling prom call 1-800-522-4700 in colorado nevada and virginia one 800 270 for confidential help in michigan 1-800-gambler in new jersey pennsylvania and west virginia 1-800 bets off in iowa 1-800-9 with it in indiana in tennessee call or text the tennessee red line 800-889-9789 promotional offer not available in nevada we mentioned uh LeBron didn't play last night, did not play, after there was some speculation that he would for the Lakers. The Lakers still managed to get it done with a victory over the Knicks and a big victory at that because they're now just one game behind both the Mavericks and the Blazers in that scrum to see who can avoid the number 7 seed in the NBA's Western Conference and therefore avoid a play-in situation. But we do know that uh, it's LeBron tonight. He'll be on a pitch count, but they're playing Houston, so the Lakers are just going to, you know cakewalk into a victory there. Now Shams uh, is reporting what we already talked about yesterday as well, which is that James Harden will in fact suit up tonight for the Brooklyn Nets in their game against the San Antonio Spurs. Again, Brooklyn and Milwaukee jockeying for the, uh, the two and three seed. The Number one seed is still out there with three games remaining, but probably not going to get to number one. But Net star James Harden plans to play tonight per Shams versus the Spurs, assuming pregame warm-ups go smoothly. There is that. He could he could decide during pregame warm-ups. Eh, maybe not. But that's what sources tell the Athletic at Stadium. Harden on the cusp of his return after missing over one month with a hamstring strain. So these are all developing situations. That's why yesterday when we were talking about LeBron, and the headlines were like, LeBron likely to return tonight, we're like, there's nothing official. And sure enough, he didn't. So that's the latest. It looks like Harden is, is going to play for the Nets tonight, but who knows? Maybe, maybe not. Right now, the Nets, four-and-a-half-point favorites hosting the San Antonio Spurs. And again, all they're really doing is jockeying for position two or three in the East, which really prob, you know, probably doesn't have as much implication, quite frankly, you know, as it would in the West, let's say. If you're the Phoenix Suns, poor Phoenix may end up playing the Lakers if they ended up uh, second and the Lakers' seventh, but all that's fluid as well. Um but I will tell you from a Nets perspective, the big three has only played seven games together all year long. Seven. That's it. KD, Kyrie, and James Harden. Maybe James Harden could have shown up during the playoffs in the second round and everything would have been fine. But you've got to get some reps in. As great as they are, uh, you would figure they've got to get some reps in. Um, and so good for the Nets. The sooner Harden can come back, the better. Again, without Harden, Without Harden in the lineup and K D and Kyrie playing together, the Nets have a losing record this year. So Harden Harden has been the key to that. He has absolutely been the key. And really, to be honest with you, someone was talking about who are the five best players in the NBA yesterday? I was listening on Sports Talk Radio, your general sports talk radio question. Harden's your fifth best player. KD's in there as well, but you get the idea. Harden's been the difference maker. All right, we get tweets at beating the book. And always appreciate the uh, the feedback at Beating the Book. This is from, and we'll go back here, hmm. because there's tons this morning, uh, all the tennis picks. Well, again, we hit both of them today. Zvonareva at plus 258 uh, against Petra Kvitova earlier. Then we hit on Podoroska. We gave these out yesterday on the show. Plus three and a half games against Serena. She beat her outright. Serena is out. Of the tournament in Rome. By the way, Naomi Osaka got beat. It's the biggest thing about tennis betting. Surfaces matter hugely. Uh, Naomi Osaka is the most dominant player on hard courts on the women's tour. She's also not even close to the top on clay. It's just how it rolls. By the way, there's different types of clay surfaces too. What we're seeing here in Rome, what we've seen in Barcelona, what we've seen in Madrid is not the same kind of clay that we'll see in Roland Garros. Things shift to Nadal and Sviatek and players like that. <coughs> pardon me, when we go to Roland Garros, because it it has more emphasis. It's a slower clay, has more emphasis on harder hitters and big movers who can move as well and get to balls. So you got to all know all these things when you're handicapping tennis. So a lot of uh, a lot of tennis related tweets. I I appreciate it from everybody. Thank you for that. Um, <coughs> pardon me, getting choked up. This is from Cricket Man. Uh, talking about if you're talking gambling and the guy says, quote, I was sitting at casino betting baseball all summer thinking, is this how I should be spending my life? <coughs> Pardon me. That's the guy you want. Cricket man referring to my days at the, uh, at the Hard Rock. Pardon me. Thank you for the water. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. That's it. That's it. I have no more show left in me. I'm going to take a swing. Ah, that feels good. There you go. Um, this is still emotional, uh, emotional from the uh, Redskins thing. <clears throat> Pardon me. All right, uh, this is from uh, Cricket Man. So he's talking about uh, the tennis bets. This is from Brad at Spiderweb. Uh, shopped around and got Zvonareva at plus two ninety. Made a decent sized deposit and they limited my bet to one hundred dollars. It's hard enough to win at sports betting. This has to change. Yeah, that stinks. That stinks. I won't say where that was. Oh, More. Uh, oh, so this is uh, so Jeff Rowe Records uh took issue with my comment about how tanking works in the NBA. He said, tanking works. Come on, Gil. One title contender tanked for their players, the Sixers. But the Bucks, Nets, Lakers uh, technically didn't tank, just sucked and built assets. Nuggets, Jazz Clippers didn't tank. Look at recent title winners, Raptors, Warriors, Miami Heat didn't tank. Well, I didn't say you can't win titles by not tanking. But what I'm saying is there are teams in the middle if it, The middle is purgatory. Mediocrity in the NBA is purgatory. You can't be 41 and 41, let's say the 1980s Washington Bullets, and ever get good or ever get bad enough to get someone good. Uh, the response from Rowe Records was, but there are recent examples of teams being in purgatory, creating a culture where luring free agents... Uh, has got them close to championships or winning winning championships. The Nets, the Warriors, the Clippers. But think about the markets you're talking about. You're talking about Brooklyn, New York, the Bay Area, and L.A. Minnesota ain't that. And that's how this conversation came up. So, yes, I I stand by what I said. The Minnesota Timberwolves need to stop winning basketball games. Period. It's horrible for the franchise long term. Uh, Seatball. Among many, thank you for the two tennis winners today, Gil. See, Paul, that's the beauty of sports betting. It's not like poker where we're playing against each other. Sports betting, we should all try to win together on those. Uh, Ace approves. Thank you for our Chris Andrews fix this morning. Thank you to Chrissy. King Walrus, two for two. Great way to start the day. Again, there's one more tennis pick coming up. I'm on Sinner. That should get going here in about 10 minutes on the men's side or wherever the court is ready. Sinner, Yannick Sinner, plus five games against Rafa Nadal, against the King of Clay. Las Vegas 1-4, yo, you got me grabbing the Kleenex, R-I-P-R-F-K, yes. Tribute to RFK Stadium this morning. The theater of thrills, home to the Washington football team in the uh, 80s and early 90s, three-time Super Bowl champs. Uh, Main. I'm seeing the Ravens minus 4.5 at one spot against the Raiders. Feel like Lamar and gang win it by at least one touchdown. The opener that we uh, mentioned on uh, DraftKings was 7.5 in favor of the Ravens. And by the way, for those who are just tuning in right now, that's the biggest thing this morning is the NFL schedule is coming out at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific tonight. That's the big reveal on the NFL network. But the week one schedule got leaked. Big leakage on the week one schedule. They probably did on purpose. And then DraftKings was the first to put up lines. And so we went through them this morning. Ravens were minus 7.5 Monday night at the Raiders. This gentleman's seeing minus 4.5. We already had an internal debate. I was mentioning Todd Wright who is a Tampa Bay resident, but a lifelong Cowboys fan. Uh, he asked me, what's the, uh, what's the Buccaneers-Cowboys line Thursday night football to start the season? By the way, only one Thursday night game this year. Excuse me, pardon me. One Thursday night and only one Monday night game. Usually we have a Monday night doubleheader. We don't have that this year. Uh, but the Thursday night game is the opener between the Cowboys and the Bucks at Tampa, He wanted to know what it was. He made the line eight and a half. I told him it was six and a half. He's like, pound the bucks. Then Brady Cannon, who was just with us here on a numbers game, he was like, I make it three and a half. So I don't know if that's Todd Wright's self-loathing Cowboys fanhood uh, talking right there where he would pound the bucks, but already you see that kind of disagreement. Forrest Lehman, can't thank you enough for the overnights in tennis. The best bet out there for sure, especially this time of year. Thank you, Forrest. I I think so. I really did. Uh, Joby, the real Joby, well done with Podoroska and Zvonareva today. As the kids say, hashtag fire emoji. Let's hope Sinner can get there as well. Um, on and on with the tennis. I really appreciate it. Nemesis Enforcer was on the other side as a Cowboys fan growing up in D.C. Oh, talking about our ripping manly Doug Williams picture that we showed at RFK. Mom sneaked us into RFK, fourth quarter of 82 championship game against the Cowboys. She still has turf. Somehow ended up in an elevator with Jack Kent Cook was a sad day for me uh that i still have a seat an actual seat from rfk stadium at my place in the bay uh not like today rfk but like last game of washington playing there in 1997 seated at rfk and i will cherish that forever again not to get too nostalgic for those who are not uh washington uh football team fans but whatever your team was growing up you can appreciate how much that meant to us um, Rams and Giants tease easy money coming from truck. That's the big besides the tennis tweets this morning. The biggest thing is everybody sending in their football plays for Week One. Rams and Giants tease easy money. Um, Giants and what were the lines there again? Uh, if we go back to DraftKings on those, uh, the Rams were a what were they? They were I think they were a seven and a half point favorite. Tease them down through the seven and the three, saying tease the Giants uh, in the other direction in their game. Um, who did the Giants play there? Giants play the Broncos uh, afternoon game. Uh, these are all tweets, again, at beating the book. I always appreciate this tired guy. Uh, just put uh, flights on hold based on a rumor of what day my NFL team will be playing in Vegas. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Um, let's see here. do do <sighs> Okay, there's some other ones right here. Uh, we close here. It was this from? Uh, this is from Ian Rappaport. Oh, look, the Washington Football Team has its left tackle. Uh, they just signed former Bears left tackle Charles Leno to a one-year deal worth five million. So there you go. Sham's coming through uh, with the Harden tweet, and then Ian Rappaport with that. Uh, those are your all your football uh, football lines for Week One from DraftKings. will uh, we'll tweet them out again. Thanks to all who uh, jumped on the tennis picks. Let's get center in. Let's get all three picks as winners this morning. Lombardi line next with Brady Cannon right here at VEASAN. V Sports Betting Network.